Hey, everybody, and welcome to the Spooniepreneur podcast. I'm Nicole Neer, an online business manager living with fibromyalgia and bipolar disorder. On this podcast, I'm going behind the scenes in my business and talking to other Spooniepreneurs to get real about what it looks like to be an entrepreneur living with chronic illness to inspire you to start the business of your dreams, no matter what life throws your way. Hey guys, welcome to another episode of the Spooniepreneur podcast. So since the world has slowed down quite a bit, I have been really introspective about my business and it's made me think a lot about what I would do differently if I had to start over again. So I thought it would be fun today to dive into what I wish I had known when I started my done for you business five years ago. And first of all, let's get clear that five years in online business is like a decade in a quote unquote normal business. My sales pitch back then was literally trying to convince people that they needed to be on Facebook because people were starting to use social media more. We got amazing traffic organically without having to pay for advertising on Facebook, and Instagram wasn't on many people's radar then. So it looks a lot different now than it did then. But honestly, the advice that I have for that person doesn't have to do with any of the fancy systems that I would set up or advice about how to pivot my business to anticipate market trends, like none of that stuff. The things that I would have done differently completely revolve around the foundation I was building in my business. So when I started my business, like every entrepreneur ever, I was so overwhelmed. I wanted there to be an easy button to get my business up and running. And let's be clear, I have yet to find it. And it was so frustrating because I felt like everyone else was over here finding overnight success and I was here hustling my butt off just trying to land my first virtual assistant client. Which brings me to regret number one. I spent way too much time and money getting certification after certification and taking expensive online courses. I read so many blog posts and attended webinars and basically kept turning in circles because I couldn't figure out how to set up my business. And what I wish I had done instead was just to take imperfect action and just do the damn thing. (laughs) The truth is, is that you are going to feel overwhelmed when you start out. You are going to feel like somebody is going to pop in your Instagram DMs just to tell you what an imposter and fake you are. (laughs) And the only way that you move through this is to get clear about the value that you're bringing to the table. Asking yourself what skills are already in your toolbox, these are the skills that you need to make the most of first. You do have to have a pretty clear idea about what client you want to serve, but I really don't buy all of the advice out there that says that you need to give her a name and know what color her eyes are and what her kids are named. What you do need to know is what type of business she has and what she really needs support with. Dig into the why she needs help and what's holding her back from getting it. That's what you need to know. But I'm encouraging you to spend even more time figuring out how you're going to show up for her. 
Start with the skills that you're already great at and just offer those. Don't think that you can offer all the services. You are not doing yourself or that client any favors by saying that you'll manage their calendar when what you really love to do is graphic design, right? And I see this mistake a lot. As an online business manager and the owner of a digital support agency, I do my fair share of hiring, and I see so many done-for-you service providers, so virtual assistants, graphic designers, copywriters, saying they will handle any task for a client because they're just so desperate to have any client. And the truth is, is that offering services that you hate to do or that you are not good at will not grow your business at all, especially if you're balancing something like a chronic illness. If you are not passionate about what you're doing, it is really, really difficult to motivate yourself to do it even when you're feeling really crappy. So when I started my business, I decided to begin as a social media manager. I had a very brief stint many, many years ago as the co-owner of a bakery business that I ran with my mom. And she made the sweet treats. Oh my gosh, they're so good, you guys. And I managed the marketing and the bookkeeping. And during those six months, I taught myself how to market on Facebook. And this was many years ago when there were not all of the blog posts and guides and, you know, online courses that you could take. I literally was teaching myself on the fly and I created cute graphics and I learned the basics of creating content that converts. And I took these skills with me as I started climbing the ladder at the nonprofit organization that I worked for. I would create cute little flyers and Facebook events. I explored Facebook ads and I knew how to create content that got people's attention. So I have a bachelor's degree in psychology and a master's degree in organizational leadership. At no point did I have any professional training in marketing, but I took the transferable skills that I had to build a business that allowed me to help my clients understand the reasons behind their clients' behavior, to build content that converted, and then to organize their marketing efforts in a way that made sense. But mistake number two, one of the biggest mistakes that I made when I was starting off was that I tried to bite off more than I could chew. I was still mastering the basics of social media management, so creating graphics, writing content, scheduling it out, and I was not ready to manage an entire content strategy, right? I wasn't able to figure out how to make the email work with the blog posts and the social media and to tie it to sales copy. Like, I didn't know what I was doing. I tried to work in complicated systems like Infusionsoft and Entreport and Kajabi with no experience. Literally just said, oh yeah, I can do that. And then tried to figure it out on the back end. It felt a lot like trying to drink through a fire hose, (laughs) and it was not a strategy that I would recommend to you. It's no wonder that I struggled to retain clients for a while, right? I also wasn't great about knowing which clients would be ridiculous with their requests and who wouldn't honor my boundaries. And let's be clear There are a lot of really firm boundaries that come from working with somebody with a chronic illness, and I wasn't being fair to myself or to my clients by not being honest. 
I was really struck by this fear that people wouldn't hire me because of my chronic pain and fatigue. I literally hid my bipolar diagnosis for over a year because I thought that people would think I was crazy and would never want to work with me. And now, after a lot of therapy and coaching, I know without a doubt that I would never, ever want to work with somebody who thought less of me because of my chronic health issues. But I had to learn this lesson the hard way, and I'm hoping by sharing this with you um, that you don't have to learn it the hard way too. A big part of working as a virtual assistant for many online business owners is supporting entrepreneurs with the launch of their coaching programs, online courses, or other offerings. And if you're not familiar with this, launches are two weeks of chaos. They're full of webinars and social media blitzes and Facebook ads and email marketing. And they always seem to come with tech glitches and moments where you want to pull your hair out. (laughs) All hands are on deck and it is such a high energy environment. And for somebody living with chronic illness, launches are hard, (laughs) y'all. I continue to have to work in managed launches and they still take so much out of me. And the first launch that I was a part of, I completely crashed and burned. And to be honest, it wasn't just because I didn't know how to budget my energy or I wasn't listening to my body's cues. I went through a medication change right before the cart for the course opened and I became a straight up zombie. It was one of the scariest moments I've had. I literally felt like I was a mummy wrapped in all kinds of cloth and the world was going on outside of me and I just was trapped. And because of all of this going on, obviously I had to step away from client work for a few days without any notice. This client I was working with was very demanding, but he also made up 75% of my income at the time. And I was very vague with him about my health issues. While he knew that I wasn't 100% healthy, I never shared with him how completely my illness dominated my life. And so during this launch, he didn't take my illness seriously. You know, I didn't share with him how serious it was, and so he didn't take it seriously. He continued to call me and email me, even though he knew I was telling him I was very sick. And when I returned to my desk, he made all of these passive-aggressive statements on video calls that I had been sabotaging my launch or I, you know, was just faking it, right? And it was An absolutely miserable experience because all trust was gone. And pretty soon I had to step away from working with him because it was so stressful. It was making my symptoms so much worse. But that experience taught me so much about disclosing my illness in my marketing, on my sales calls, and in the welcome packet that I send to clients to let them know who I am and how I operate my business. It weeds out people who aren't going to respect the fact that I need to step away from my computer in the evenings to rest. It gives me the freedom to work as I need to without worrying about meeting expectations. I was talking to one of my clients recently and she, I was on her podcast and 
we were talking about my chronic illness and she said, you know, I know when you have to step away that you're going to come back and you're going to get everything done that needed to be done and then some because that's just how you show up. And I show up like that because they know, they respect, and they trust me. And if you're not disclosing about your illness, you are not giving people a chance to give you the benefit of the doubt and you're not giving your business a chance to grow in the way that it could if you were just open and honest about what you're experiencing. And most importantly, all of these experiences that I had, they really caused me to build a resilient business that works with all parts of my life. And this is a thing that I really wish that I had known before I started my business. Because building a resilient business for me is about having the systems in place so that your business runs smoothly no matter what's going on. You know, I have ways that I can schedule emails. I have ways that I can manage projects even if I'm lying in bed. You know, I have workflows and standard operating procedures in place that if somebody needs to come in and take over for me, the client may not even know that somebody's taking over for me because it's so seamless. And I built my business intentionally to do that. Um, It's not an easy thing to do, but I wish that I had started doing some of that way back when I started my business because I think that it would have saved me a lot of heartache in the long run. So those are just a few things that I wish I had known before I started my business. And of course, like, let's be honest, any business owner who's been doing this for a while um, has way more than like three things, right? (laughs) There are a lot of things that we wish we had known, but the reality is, is that if we had known them, we probably wouldn't be the business owners that we are today, right? Because those failures make us better at what we're doing. So I thank you so much for indulging me today. I got a little bit introspective and a little deep today, but I just wanted to share with you some of those nuggets of truth, because if you're starting your business right now, um, you know, my biggest encouragement is that taking the time to build a foundation for your business and getting real about what's going on in your life and how you are planning to show up and share that with others is so, so very important. So if you want just to be around a supportive community of entrepreneurs who are doing the same thing, I encourage you to join us over on Facebook. You can find our exclusive Spooniepreneur Facebook community at facebook.com forward slash Spooniepreneur community. So that's it for this episode and we'll see you next week. Thank you so much for listening to the Spooniepreneur podcast. If you enjoyed this podcast, please subscribe, recommend, rate, and review on iTunes, Stitcher, or wherever you get your podcasts. To find show notes and to get connected to our community of Spooniepreneurs, go to www.theresilientba.com. Thanks for listening, and we'll see you next week.